Boker Tov, we continue in the Sefer Sha'orim Batavila. We began a discussion of the first of the 13 expressions of prayer, and that is called Bitsur. Bitsur is calling out Tashem at a time of tsara, at a time of need. So we said that that's really the basic essence of prayer and to realize that we always really are in a time of need if we recognize it or not. And so sometimes when Hashem doesn't do what He always does on a regular basis, we realize we are always in a time of need. Now, we're on page Chav Test for those who have a book. And He says a very important rule. There is, we know there's something called Hashkacha Pratis. Hashem is divinely intervenes in our lives and he supervises and watches us all. And even though Hashem sees and knows everything that's going on, but Hashem arranged a certain conduct in the world as it were because <clears throat> we're having a relationship with Hashem. We have to realize notwithstanding God's um, omnipotence, omnipresence, but still, he wants to treat us like we're having a relationship based on the way we would understand a relationship is. So therefore, although God doesn't need to do this, but for our benefit, he deals with us in this supervised fashion in a way that we have to realize that, that we want to have a relationship with him. So... Hashem acts as it were that he acts as if he doesn't see what we don't show him and he does not know which with what we we don't arouse him to see. Okay? So, and Hashem did, and this is a rule that has many aspects when we talk about um, divine intervention. So, to enable us to uh, have free will choice and to make the right choices and to cling to Hashem as the purpose of creation is. And therefore, when it comes to tsaras of a person, even if a person is in a big tsara, mm -hmm. but if he does not explain and express his tsara before Hashem, mm -hmm. the way of Hashkacha is Hashem acts as if he doesn't see and he doesn't hear. Wow. Only one who expresses what's going on before Hashem, that's what appears in heaven. Okay? So, if the person is mama screaming out and he sees he's in trouble, okay, then those words come up to Hashem. And like a merciful father who has feelings that are aroused from the screamings that come out of a child who's turning to Hashem. So Hashem, as it were, turns away from whatever else he's involved with in order to help the person. In other words, let's say you have a father who's a very busy CEO. Mm -hmm. Busy guy. Okay, you're having a problem. Now, if you call him, on the phone, and you start screaming, he'll say, okay, I gotta put this business aside, I have to help myself, all right? So therefore, 
the same thing it works with Hashem. Does it? Yes. 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 Hashem so no, doesn't know everything all the time. He has to. You, be... you, you didn't hear what I said. I heard what you said. He, call he, no, he because you have to understand it's ah, a relationship. So it's not, yeah. Okay. Hashem says you're not saying anything. You know, if you just say, well, God knows everything I need, so then I don't have to speak to him. Yeah. No, 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 no. So what kind of relationship is that? It's, in other words, Hashem takes care of everything. I never speak to him. I never have anything to do with him. And I expect him to take care of me. No, no, no. no not like okay. That. So, so, therefore, if a person is sincerely crying out to Hashem, there's no way for there to be barriers for that prayer not to reach Hashem. As the rabbis say, sometimes all the gates can be closed except from the gates of a person who's suffering and tears. Okay? So, even if, let's say, you had a father who's angry at his son as a marshal, and he throws him out of the house, but when he hears his voice crying from outside and he's pleading and, uh, but uh, doesn't matter. But when he sees his kid's in trouble, when he kid, the kid get, gets run over by a car and he knows that. And now the kid says, save me. In other words, the kid is not a good kid. The kid doesn't listen to you. He thinks he knows everything. And all he wants to do is use you as an ATM machine. And then you come and say, listen, you're not fit. Get out of the house. He said, no, 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 no. Keep he said, no, no, you're out of the house. Well, I'll go. you're out of the house. Mm -hmm. But if the kid gets hit by a truck, and now he's screaming, he says, well, our issues are not finished. But for your savior life like that, then I'll come. Okay. You know, if, if he says, there's a lion about to eat me. So the father go out, take a shotgun and shoot the lion. Mm -hmm. Right? And so this is one marshal, but he gives a more, a simpler marshal. Let's say you have a, a doctor who is a very famous heart specialist. Okay? And the son has very, a lot of difficulties, breathing and this and this. And he's at home and his heart hurts and he can't get up and this and that. So the uh, the guy, a friend comes over and says, uh, hasn't your father come yet to help you? He says, no. He says, why not? We're not on speaking terms. I don't speak to him. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him I have a heart problem. Okay. And this is what David Amelech says. Hashem in Kuflamid, we say this often. Hashem Shima Bakoli. Hashem listen to my voice. Tiena Oznecha Kashuvos and have your ears be attentive. Lakol Tachanunoi to the voice of my supplications. Now why does it have to say let your ears be attentive? Hashem doesn't have ears. But the point is we want to make it real. Hashem acts as if he has ears. And therefore, when I call, I'm calling out to you, Hashem. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm calling out, just like I, I call to my father, and he can't hear me unless he uses his ears. Now, Hashem, of course, does not have ears. He does not need ears. But I must relate to him. 
that he has to hear what I say. Because then it's real. This is the point. Hashem is very real. But because Hashem is so, uh, un, un, you know, uh, what are you going to say, distant from our vision, we have to do things that elicit that which fosters a relationship. So when you call out, and now sometimes, let's say the son has been really not a nice son. He whenever his father asks him to do something, he doesn't he doesn't volunteer this and that. So now here's the point. If we say, well, Hashem knows what I need, so give me what I need. That's not gonna work. When you have a parent and you haven't been a good child, and now you need his help, are you just gonna calmly say, Dad, send me fifty thousand dollars? You know I have what I need. <laughs> He's gonna say, Dad, I know I've been a terrible son. I know I haven't been. Father says, yeah, you haven't. I'm in really big trouble. So why are you coming to me? Because mm -hmm. I know you could help me. Is that it? Well, I'm really sorry. I'm going to change your attitude a little bit. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Now this is getting serious. Yeah. This is getting serious. And Father says, you know, prove to me that you're worth investing into. I think I'm a money pit? Just ask and I give? Right? So then you have to really rethink. You know, are you a mensch or are you not a mensch? That's why you got to talk to Hashem because if it's just, Hashem knows what I need. There's no feelings. So sometimes we have to come to Hashem and pray from a state of total shame and embarrassment. You know, you have whatever. You have a cancer of the tongue. So you just say, okay, Hashem, you know what I need and heal me. Hashem knows what I need. He should heal me. You know, or even if you're going to say, Okay, Hashem, can you heal me? So Hashem says, well, one second. Do you know how much Lashon Hari you talk? <laughs> you know, you're one of the biggest talkers in shul. The rabbi every day tells you to be quiet, and you don't care. So why should I heal your tongue? So you could continue to hurt me? Now, that, if, the, if, you, have a, if you really feel God is real, right? and here's the point, because if God heals you, Without any of your interaction, how's he helped you? Be the same as before. Yes. Yes. And it's not that God, it's not that God has an ego and he has to feel good. He says the whole point of you being in this world is to choose to have a relationship with me. You want to live in this world without a relationship to me? That's fine, but that means you don't want a God who's close to you. And therefore, there's no point in if you're not, if, and God knows, here's one thing he knows, as much as he knows everything and wants to see, elicit your, your request, but he also knows, and this we can't always know, how sincere your cry is. Mm -hmm. You know, there are children who are experts at crocodile tears, <laughs> and they fool their parents. Ah, but once you're getting God's attention, you got to realize, don't think you can fool him. Mm. And therefore, 
you're going to say, help me, help me, this and that. And, and, and Hashem says, you're a liar. You're a liar. Sure. I've heard that line before. So now things continue to get worse. So now, you, if, you, if you're going to say, well, I guess he hasn't helped me forget, or no, maybe say, listen, I've really been a schmo. Mm -hmm. And I got to really uh, a, a pony up. And, and so I said, you know, I, I know, I, I know I've been talking in shul too much. Okay, Hashem, I promise, I'll if you help me, I'll stop talking in shul. Yeah. Oh, okay, now we'll have what to talk about. True. Again, it's it, because it's not good for you to do these things. So this is a, a key aspect in Bitsur. Bitsur must have real talk. And that's why it's not enough just to read words. When you're reading words, you're not saying anything. You got, and therefore, it's not um, limited to the Sidur. You have to really speak to Hashem. Now, David HaMelech wrote to Hillam, and if we understood Hebrew well, we'd know those words really were expressing, like when we did this uh, Monday night, we did uh, Psalm 79, yeah, yeah, Mama speaks to the situation here. So that is a critical rule over there. Now, he brings us in, in, in the next point, another interesting thing. We know there's a famous machlokes Ram, Rambam and Ramban about the obligation of prayer. I don't want to get into the technical sources and everything, but basically, the Rambam says praying is a biblical mitzvah. Min ha-Torah. Ramban says it's not a biblical mitzvah. It's a rabbinic mitzvah. However, when you're in times of danger, then it's a biblical mitzvah. Said that. Yeah, Nachmanides yeah. says when you're in danger, there's a war, and now you have an obligation biblically to pray. If there's not any trouble, Rambam says you have no biblical obligation to pray. Rambam says you do. So, it's very interesting how the Sefer HaChinuch explains all this. And because he's aware, he comes after Rambam and Ramban. And he says, you know, there isn't really, the Torah never really establishes set times to pray. Torah never established that. And therefore the rabbis have an argument. Torah does not say straight out, pray every day. No. So therefore, the question is, what what does it mean? So Rambam says, well, you got some answer to pray every day. And Rambam says only when you're in trouble. But then the Sefer Rachinach writes, he says this mitzvah is is practiced today in every place, even nowadays without a base of Migdash. Now he says an important thing. And someone who transgresses and he goes through a whole day without prayer, he has nullified the mitzvah according to Rambam. Mm -hmm. And someone who had a suffering and didn't call out to Hashem to help him will now be transgressing according to Rambam. Mm -hmm. And now he says a very big line. Mm -hmm. And if you don't pray when you're supposed to, he says the punishment is very great. You figure, why is it so great? I didn't ask him for my help. 
ask what? He says, because when you don't ask Hashem for help, it's like you are removing his supervision from you. In other words, you're having a big problem. Now, you have many ways to look at this. So let's let's look at what's going on in the Middle East, which is a good example. Now you got secular Israelis, secular Jews, and religious Jews. So how are they looking at it? Some will say this is a territorial fight. These Muslims, just like all, just like Russia and Ukraine are having a war, so the Palestinians and the Israelis are having a war. So, well, whatever. But we're not saying in terms of virtues. We're not talking about. We're just saying it's it's political. It's territorial. Whatever you want to call it, good versus evil. But so now, so now you're in trouble. So what do you do that you're in trouble? What do you mean? What do you do when you're in trouble? You get more arms from the United States. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Okay. Why would I pray? God can't do anything. God's not involved. That's what he said, yeah. Now, when you don't pray, that's what you're saying, whether you believe it or not. Maybe you believe in God. Yeah. Maybe you believe he supervises but if you're not behaving that way, then you're not you're you're not being honest and, and consistent to what your belief system is. When you are a from Jew and you're learning this safer, and you know one thing, right now, God is the one who has created this situation. Why has He created this situation? Only because for my good. And He loves me, has a relationship with me. So therefore, the natural thing for me to do is to call out to God knowing that you're the only one who can help me. That's the proper response. Because you know God supervises the world. Now, of course, you still have to send out troops. Hashem isn't going to do overt miracles. He says you have to make an effort because you get a reward for saving Jewish lives. It's a mitzvah. There's many mitzvahs here. One mitzvah is saving Jewish lives. That's a mitzvah. But on the other hand, you don't don't just do it without my involvement. So if you are saying that Hashem, you know, don't just don't get in the way. Yeah. Let us do what we want to do, and that really has always been the secular view of life. Just don't get in the way. When something's bad, yeah, you just don't get my. Let me take care of everything. So you say God's not involved, and therefore it's a big sin if you don't pray at these specific occasions. So now Rapinka says a very interesting halacha lemaisa difference between the Rambam and the Ramban. He says, um, he says, well, whenever a person finds himself in a tzari, has to pray. The difference is like this. Let's say you prayed in the morning. And then in the afternoon, a, a new a tzara comes out of nowhere. He says, uh, yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you know, don't feel. Okay, according to the Ramban, you should pray, you should pray right now. Yeah. But according to the Rambam, I already prayed today. <laughs> I already prayed today. So you have to know, you know, how to figure this out. Now, interesting. Rav Salavechik He says the same thing, but a little different spin. He says, 
the Rambam agrees to the Ramban that you pray when there is times of suffering. But as we said earlier, if we understand Bitsur properly, he says, even if you don't notice any suffering, do you realize how much in danger you are always in? You're always in an ace Sarah. Because if Hashem stops making the machine of your body work properly for just a couple seconds, you're toast. So people think, well, when I'm, I'm a special unit in Israel going into Gaza, now I know my life is in danger. Any, any second a sniper can knock me out. So yes, it's, it's easier to know I'm in trouble. Uh, what about if I'm back in the base? You feel a little less. Why? Because now a sniper can't get me, but maybe a missile could. If you're Shalayim, you feel even safer because the length of a, of a missile landing and hitting you in Yerushalayim is less. Now, if you're in Toronto, there's even less of a likely. But you should know, you're all in the same danger. So you should pray every second. Well, you can't pray every second, but often. Not every second, because you have to live. You have to live. Speak to God, yeah. But, yes, you should speak to God. Here's the point. I don't need anyone to give me feedback, but when you are in the car, mm-hmm. what do you do while you're driving? So most people turn on the radio to hear what's going on. Or you uh, have special music station pumped in. He says, or you're on the phone. That's the time you pray to God. Is it God, I'm getting in a car and I know that Without your help, I'm, I'm going to get killed. I'm a good driver. Being a good driver, a machuganer can cross over the, the median and kill you. Just like that. So you don't have to do it every second, but often. often. Now, he tells, they say about the brisker of, that his mouth would always have prayers, even in the middle of speech with people. He would always say these three words, and it's not a bad thing. Hashem. Hashem, I hope for your salvation. Now, when we say Hashem's salvation, because it hurts Hashem if we get hurt. It bothers Hashem if we're hurt. So he always would say, that was like a standard, like everyone says, Amir Hashem. He goes, And although he never commented on it, but his students explained, because he was so connected to Hashem, he was so close to Hashem. And even though there's no doubt in his mind how true it was, because he was a genius, so it is not his mind clearly lived in that reality. But the truth of it is, because remember, in Brisk, they're very particular in fulfilling mitzvahs, 100% plus. That's why they'll have more than one esrog even. Not, not that you have to do this, but they're very particular about mitzvah observance. So therefore, if the law is like Ramban, it's a machlokas, but you want to fulfill every opinion. According to Ramban, you're obliged to pray when there's a time of need. So how can you know if this is specifically a time of need or not? So let's say somebody comes to their briskerov with a problem 
And he says, I need advice. Right? So therefore, obviously, a Jew is coming to you for advice. He is in a tzara. He's in a tzara. How do I deal with my mother-in-law? I need your advice. Well, what are you coming to me for? Obviously, it's not a pleasant situation. So, okay. So now, at this point, there's a biblical mitzvah according to Ramban to pray. <laughs> of course, you have to give him advice. But then he'd say, Okay? And... Uh, that is, 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 a, is a clear indication because remember, it's all about free will choice, connecting to Hashem and in, living in the pleasure of that. And therefore, we have to, this is the idea of bitzur. This aspect of prayer is to know that we're always in a tzor. This is not meant to be morose. It's, it's very simple. Imagine if you are, if um, people have security guards. So let's imagine that you have 24-7 security guard and the guy's name is Superman. Good security. Yeah. Now, and he's not just Superman, he's super doctor wow. and super accountant nice. and super everything, super lawyer. So wherever you go, you go, you realize, you know, I could be, I could be in trouble this minute, but, he's there. but Superman's there. Superman, please, I'm begging you, just take care of me. And he will. Mm-hmm. But you realize how grateful you are. It's not like, oh, I'm in so much trouble and I don't see my way out of this. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as you don't see your way out of it. Hashem can take you out of it. Sure. So again, we go back to the Middle East. A lot of people say, I don't see any way out of this. Yeah. There's no way out of this. Well, that could be true if you don't believe Hashem is, is right on the front. And somehow, for whatever reason, Hashem decided that the security fence isn't going to work for five hours. Exactly. Why would God do such a thing? You know, because my children are being way too haughty. They're complacent and they're fighting against me. And I need to uh, give them a reality check. Why did those innocent babies have to die? There's other calculations, there's other Gilgulim. But that's, now if you adjust, this is a simple solution. You want the wars to end. I'm telling you, I guarantee, if Netanyahu gets up and and reads the first Rashi in Bereshis, and said said that our land is ours because God gave it to us. And then he turns to all the secular Jews and says, Rabotai, Chaverai, you know what? The only way to win this war is we have to start keeping shops. Yeah, for sure. Then back on. You see, you see, little babies are beheaded. I have, I have a good word from the real Mossad. Mossad comes from Yesod. If we would all keep Shabbos, they would leave us alone. You know how much money we could save? How much heartache you could save. That's all Hashem wants to hear. And you know what? It wouldn't be a bad idea if Americans and Canadians sent letters to him saying it. You still keep your army and you still keep your security. But you say, there'll be certain things cannot be anymore in this state. 
please end your statement like the, the you know Americans. And, and, if, and if he would do that, it'd be over. Why do the, the not the religious Jews, the ones who observe, who know all this stuff? Why don't I'm sure they, they, they tell sure, him? I'm they sure they, they tell him. They tell him. They tell him. Do it. They tell him. He doesn't listen. Yeah, there is a thing going. All of us are telling everybody to keep. They are telling them to keep the Shabbat. But anyway, but but that's what the story is. They're telling them. Nobody wants to listen to them. And and they and they think they think they're so smart. Yeah. So this is the problem. But that's what Hashem is waiting. That's all he's waiting for. Now, in the next section, he says a very important idea. So how do we come to this? This is something we have to condition ourselves constantly to make it become second nature. But not second nature that I don't think what I'm saying. Right? And this is a wondrous level that for every time you have any little problem... You should supplicate immediately with a short prayer to God. And that's what the Chinuch was saying. That when an issue comes and you don't say anything, it could be according to Ramban, you have transgressed a positive mitzvah. Okay? So, uh, it's certainly if you had a problem, he says, let's say you're on a ladder. You're building your sukkah. You're on the ladder and you have one of your kids helping you. And you're climbing up the ladder. And you're feeling the ladder. Now you're on the top, but it seems to be a little bit shaky. Mm. Okay, what are you going to do by nature? Hold on. No, you're going to call out, uh, Moishi, hold on to the ladder. <laughs> right? You get Aren't you naturally going to say this? True. So if Hashem is there, I'm going to say, Hashem, Lishuascha Kivisi Hashem, please hold on to my ladder. So it's not gonna fall. It's it's natural to call out, right? And therefore, a person by nature, that if nobody's there, he might scream out anyway. He go, "Oi, oi! I wish the ladder wouldn't fall. So change it. We should, Hashem help the ladder not to fall." Right? A person's hungry. I wish I'd have something to eat. It's a natural thing that when you're in danger, you understand it and you, you have a response. So use that response and just say, Hashem is there with you. Say it to Him. Okay? And that's our job, to make that our nature. Okay? And uh, just end off with this last point. He says, it's interesting, when you go traveling in a, in a wagon or in a car, as you're going through a for uh, a highway, there's trees and everything. Mm -hmm. How does it appear for what's really happening? When you're driving fast, it looks like the trees are running to you. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, you're running to them. Your eye can't make that. Look, oh, the trees are running because you don't think you're moving. Same thing over here. When a person is in Sarah, Hashem is running to you and gets closer to you because Hashem says, Anochi, I'm with him in his trouble. It looks like we're running to Hashem. But the truth is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running to us. So this we have to accustom ourselves to constantly feel that way. So when I was took the subway last yesterday, mm-hmm. I had to go downtown, took the subway. I walked inside, so I said, Hashem. Who knows what idiot. Yep. I, I need yep. the mazel that on, my, on this train There's comes an idiot. An idiot. Yeah, for sure. Right? And a a few times on that was like 20 minutes on the subway. I mean, I was learning too. 
But a few hours, the Shuas Chakivis Hashem. It's another stop in downtown Schwarzeville, whatever, whatever it is, you know, Crazyville. Yeah, for sure. It's the Hashem. Hashem, you know, you see the doctor. Said doctor, you think the doctor can help you? He tries. Lishuas Chakivis Hashem. You know, go through a procedure. You say Lishuas Chakivis Hashem. That's all. But that, but make it real. Then you feel close to Hashem. Okay. Yeah,